wolves. Zoo life offered me a reasonable measure of experience with captive wolves, perhaps more than most, aside from wildlife biologists or hunters. The wolves in Nashville originated from Wolf Park in Indiana, while keepers in Nashville raised them from the time they were pups. The purpose of Wolf Park was research. Their mission expressed the study of those wolves unable to return to the wild, former illegal pets, and the captive bred. One of our duties as zookeepers demanded looking after them, and at the recommendation of the researchers at Wolf Park, we were to socialize often. This meant going into the exhibit and interacting with them, but not during feeding time. They behaved similarly to dogs in that they wanted to come up and lick your face, but we were advised to nudge them back down, with force if necessary. There stood four of them in all, and a clear hierarchical structure had no shortage of challenges for alpha male. Amid those challenges, human proximity could have turned very ugly very fast. Looking back on it, I'm not sure I would go in with a wolf pack again. Triggering them to howl became the climax of those interactions. Not quite a guaranteed occurrence. Sometimes they would be compelled by a subtle howl from us keepers. But more often, a distant siren or train set off the powerful howling. Standing in the middle of that choir delivered a hair-raising event and gave a crystal-clear understanding of why they do it. Motivation and camaraderie. I readied to go kill me an elk with my bare hands and teeth. Perhaps an exaggeration, but not entirely. At least from a mental standpoint, that adrenal surge nurtures a synergy that never quite goes away after time. Armed with a fair amount of experience around captive wolves, there could be no comparison to wolves in the wild. The Wolf Encounter I wanted to explore the land north of Whitefish Lake. I've seen a lot of tracks of something that like a dog, but bigger. I walked, not ran, next to a stream, seeing many of those same tracks and some geese. I continued around a swampy section to the east, and there saw many more impressions and partial deer carcasses. Several of them. The bones had been gnawed extensively. I suddenly had the realization those tracks I've been seeing were not dog paws or librarians. Afterward, I heard a few howls in the directions northeast, south, and west. I was excited and followed to the south where there rested an open clearing about the size of a football field with swamp surrounding all sides, much like a peninsula. I pressed forward down the field, hoping to find a navigable path beyond, and at last, there stood the wolf in the distance about 80 yards away from me. Its outline stenciled into my brain. With the signs and howling, I knew this would happen, yet nothing prepared me for the reality that sets in. I tried to contain my excitement and fear. After an endless stare down between us, I realized that I didn't have my buck knife or bear spray or anything else. I did not feel threatened, and I did not think it felt threatened, but definitely did not seem thrilled either. I found no actual tree around that I could climb, and the only thing I might run into, should it decide to charge, left only an impassable swamp. Just by its muscular build, I imagined it closing the gap at a manic pace. I slowly walked towards a spear-sized stick that passed for a dull point in case there were friends. I decided not to disturb him anymore and slowly backed out, making sure not to turn in the other direction until it drifted out of view. For the rest of my journey, I had full expectations to see that wolf again, but it never happened. At last, I felt like I really belonged in Montana. 
I don't have to find a bear or a cougar now because wolves are my image of the wild and its freedom. I also decided that I did not want to come back to the cabin because of my excitement. I wanted to appreciate the moment fully. I decided on spending the night in the survival shelter. After an hour of laying down with wet feet, the cold numbed too much because of my weakness, and I came home. I failed at being tough enough to stay out, but the sky and clouds were strange and mysterious and beautiful to watch. So it was worth trying. Oliger, 3-20-2000 That experience would be both the first and last time seeing wolves out there. Wolves have an incredibly large range, and for the most part, the ranges to the south were not spacious enough to sustain a pack. Estimations put only a hundred of them for the entire state in 2000. Surely they drifted back into the vast mountain ranges to the east, home to vacant valleys with plenty to feed on. Perhaps the unlikely reason that I sighted one where I did was because their food source became scarce in the mountains after several months of heavy snow in the higher altitudes. This proved to be the most memorable moment in Montana to that point, by far. The powerful experience in its entirety blanketed my sentiments, from the howling to finding remains, to that point of significant realization, to the moment I spotted one. To earn a moment where nature appears both pleased and gracious to your presence is a special occurrence. Some time needed to pass before I would come down from that cloud. What's the tally on eye rolls so far? <laughs>